start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. going on uh you said 136 i didn't i wasn't listening when i asked to clarify 136 open your ears for my talk no yeah it's 136 awesome so before we hit record nick was just talking about how he was getting so psyched up watching hunting videos and all that jazz for hunting season because it's getting close we're yeah we're right around the corner and since nick's all excited about hunting videos that's what we're going to talk about tonight well that was a good lead in right actually. Was was it? You, it was all you i didn't even plan it though yeah but it just worked out just that good yeah yeah i just um want to talk a little bit about you know filming i'm not a pro by any means you know you were just saying before we started that everyone needs to listen to every single word didn't say say that take it all to heart anything anyone else says they're an idiot yep didn't say that i'd never say that about any of my tactics (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so basically i just wanted to cover a little bit you know the setup i use um, some of the stuff I've switched up over. Well, you've had some questions recently talking to yeah. some people about different tactics and stuff. So that's why we felt it was pretty yeah. necessary to talk about it. Yeah, that. And I mean, I warned them. I'm like, listen, I don't do this for professional, like mm-hmm. at all. Like I don't, uh, but this is what works for me basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to cover a little bit about what I do, the, my theory behind what I do and Mm-hmm. Different equipment you use. It's been pretty yeah. successful like for you so far. Yeah, it's working out. Um, I mean, it's it has. I mean, it's one extra thing or a couple extra things to carry into the woods with you. But you know, most whitetail hunters aren't going that far. It's not really that big of a deal for me to throw a camera and a camera yeah. on a bag. You don't have that much shit when you're going into the woods for an no. archery hunt. No, no a bottle of water, my stand, and then my camera. Pretty much, that's all yeah. I really take. Maybe, Maybe your bow. Yeah, I do take You don't need the bow, Tom. <laughs> yeah. If you're good would. enough, they just fall over dead. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess to start, I'll just talk about like what gear I use. Well, why don't you oh, tell go. our listeners your stat line? So you give yourself some credit. Well, like read the back yeah. of my baseball card? Yeah, pump yeah. yourself up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I started, um, oh, geez, it was, I think... 2016 is probably when I like dipped my toes into the filming pool mm-hmm. and um, I started with a GoPro and super simple but it kind of sucks if you want to actually see what the hunt looks like yeah because it I they used fish eye it's... yeah it's a fish eye lens so unless the deer is about five feet in front of you you're not really seeing much of anything yeah um, and I filmed my first buck I should or not my first archery buck but like first buck on film back in 2016 or 2017, one of those two years. Um, and I was super excited because like, I knew I had it on camera and was like, so jacked up to go back and watch it, looked at it and you can't hardly see anything. Like you could Mm -hmm. see, like you could see my bow really well. 
<laughs> and then like you could see this little speck in the center that was like, oh, that, I think that's the buck. And then like you saw that little speck take off after I shot. So I was like, man, I can't see anything. And yeah. I kind of just got discouraged from filming for about two years. And then around like 2020, Luke, my youngest brother, decided he wanted to start like filming with me. I was like, so that, sound, uh, that sounded cool because he's not typically into hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, what, two, 2020 is when yeah. I said, yeah. Um, and he bought a really nice mirrorless DLS, DSLR camera. And I think he filmed once with me. And I used his camera to film Tom, but that, was, that wasn't a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. Um, I had a lot of fun. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I realized that having Luke as my cameraman wasn't going to be a very consistent yeah. method of filming. He's just got so much. Other yeah. Stuff he's going super on, busy. So. Um, so two years ago, I guess after that season, so 2020. Yeah. One. No. Cause I filmed archery last year, which would have been 2021. Yeah. And the Turkey season before that would have been like early 2021. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went, I bought a camcorder. It's a Canon Vixia HF G 50. Um, so like nothing too crazy. I bought it used. Um, that was another thing. I feel like I got it through Best Buy, but it was like one of them open box. If you go to like yeah. the back corner of your Best Buy, there's usually like open box sales, you know, old or not old, but like used electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the Canon back there. Uh, I bought a Rode shotgun mic um, with a wind filter on it. I put a protective lens cover on the front of the camera because if I'm going out in the woods with it, bounds or i'm bound to scratch it at some point so i have that protective lens on there so i don't ruin the actual camera and then i have a lone wolf custom gear pocket arm for the camera arm which i don't think i would film as consistently as i do without that arm just because of how simple it is to set up based Mm -hmm. on um it's all one piece versus like your hawks and your muddies and fourth arrows they're all like you attach one piece to the tree and then that attaches to the tree, or I mean that attaches to the piece that's attached to the tree, and it's just a lot of extra steps. They're mm-hmm. super bulky and big. Like this thing literally fits in my back pocket. Yeah. Um, we actually have a video on YouTube. Yeah, we did it. do a review, uh, first impressions kind of thing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm super impressed with it. Just makes filming a lot more simple for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to make a professional production, but we'll get into that later. So I don't need, you know the biggest sturdiest thing on the market you know this is just what i need Mm -hmm. um and then i've gone through a couple different uh camera heads like to mount the camera to the camera arm and you know i've used the ones with like the arm off the side that you use to adjust it but then you have you end up tying up two hands moving your camera because you have to like tighten it down or loosen it up to move it Mm -hmm. swivel it around like it takes two hands to use and that's not going to work if i'm filming for myself and I've got a bow in my hand. I'm like, I need a one, one hand operation. So I started doing some research and I ended up getting a pistol grip style, which I don't see anybody using like, like mm-hmm. any of the forums I'm a part of, like nobody talks about pistol grip camera heads. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to put Why them out there. Why do you there. think that is? Are they just not popular? I, I don't. Yeah. Because the big, um, I'm trying to think what I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what the big, um, Joby makes a lot of camera heads mm-hmm. and or be free is another one, but they don't make pistol grip ones. Like they're not as popular. Like the big brands don't make them. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't use them. All you have, the pistol grip is basically a pistol grip that when you squeeze a hold of it, it's like spring loaded. Mm-hmm. So when you squeeze a hold of it, the camera goes loose and you can go, you know, up, down, left, right, side to side, diagonal, everything. It's like on a ball and socket joint. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you let go of the grip, it locks in exactly that place. So it's like a spring loaded socket and mm-hmm. it just makes everything super simple. I can control it with my right hand move it around whatever I need to do and then just let go and it stays there. There's no more tightening and loosening bolts in the middle of the hunt or another big bulky arm and the whole thing, like the, the heads like as big as my hand, if, Mm -hmm. if not smaller. Yeah. So it just keeps everything super compact and simple. I think that's the biggest, um, that's the most important detail about my camera setup is that it's simple. I don't want anything that's going to, make me not want to take it or set it up anything that's like ah man i really don't feel like doing that today because you know maybe this tree sucks or mm-hmm. you know i had a long walk in or i'm not out here i'm only out here for a half hour after work and mm-hmm. i'm not going to bother setting it up like i don't want that i want it to be super simple that takes me you know a minute to set up so i do it every time yeah like it's I think, barely an added extra step There's exactly nothing to it yeah i mean it, as fast as you can scroll in a screw in like a bow hook essentially i can be ready to film mm-hmm. so that's yeah that's the setup that i use and i really like that and i don't see myself playing with that at all really mm-hmm. um i tip i like to tinker with gear but it's also one of them things that once i get what i want i don't i don't continue tinkering you know yeah, and once I, you find that sweet spot yep. that's where you're gonna settle and that's in. where i've settled with this it's just it works perfect for me i don't see any reason to change it up mm-hmm. so how long did it take you to settle into that? How many different things did you try? Because I know a lot of people like a lot of people start with GoPros, which I mean, I did. Yeah. So did. I guess phase that. one GoPro, um, phase two was cell phone and um, the pocket arm, mm-hmm. and it's okay, um, but it's just I I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zoom on your cameras it's all digital. So it's very, it gets grainy very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, so depending on what your purpose is, you know, if you're just trying to see where your shot placement is, maybe that's fine for you. But I just, I didn't like having my cell phone way out there, Mm -hmm. um, in the mount. So eventually probably was, I don't know, maybe three, three or four revisions over the course of two years Mm -hmm. to get where I'm at now. And I don't see playing with it now. Yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you never finished your stat line. It kind of <laughs> went off on a tangent. Oh, did I really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, where did I leave off? I don't in even think you really started. Well, no. You oh, I talked did. about how you got your buck with the You're GoPro, right. and then how you kind of evolved, and then in 2021, you got ready for the yep. upcoming season, yeah, and right. then you just went off with your setup for 2021, but you didn't tell how the filming of 2021 went. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, leagues. So back to the baseball card. Um, first kill on camera was 2016, 2017. And then I don't think I got another kill on camera. Like I said, there was a little bit of a void spot in there with, mm-hmm. um, switching over. So it would probably be like 2020 or 2021 season. I mean, somewhere in there. Um, me and Tom doubled down a couple times. So I got four birds, two of them actually like the shot on camera, which was really cool. Um, but like the all four filmed hunts um, just had to 
the way everything went down, I could only get half of them. But, uh, and then I got my doe on camera last year and Tom's buck on camera last year. So, and I, I can't say at this time that the camera has screwed up an opportunity yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I say yet because I know eventually it probably will. Yeah. Um, well, that's like a horror story you hear about a lot of people that but are still dipping their toes into cameras when they start messing with it. It's like, oh, I would have had this deer if I wasn't trying to mess with the camera. But I've got this. some tips we'll get into that I think is the reason why I haven't had those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but does that suffice, Tom? Or are you looking for more? No, that's pretty good. Pretty good. What's your batting average? Up until last week, a thousand <laughs> softball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess we can go into like what I think um, keeps everything simple for me, and like I said, why I haven't Keeping had it. You successful. Yeah. So the first thing is when I'm hunting, my first, um, the most important thing is the hunt itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people when they film, they put getting the animal on film first. And personally, I don't do that. I don't, for me, it just doesn't, it's not what I want. You know, I'm out there to hunt. I'm out there to kill the buck that I want to, or the doe or whatever's the intended hunt. And the film is second to me. Um, so I don't put that pressure on myself, which I think some people work good under pressure. Other people fold under pressure. So I don't want to put any extra pressure on myself when there's a buck in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, second being is that I keep the camera zoomed out pretty far and picking where I think my shot opportunity is going to be. And that's where my camera gets set. So when I get up in my stand camera always goes that, and that's another thing is having a system that it goes the same way. Every time you get up there, that's how Mm -hmm. I keep it fast and simple. Every time I get up in the tree, the camera goes on the right side. And that way my bow can be in my left hand, which it is probably 85 to 90% of the hunt. My bow's in my hand. So the camera's on the right. I visualize, you know, where I'm set up, where I think my shot opportunity is going to take place. And a lot of the places I hunt are pretty thick and I've only got a few windows anyway. So I pick where I think it's going to be and turn my camera on. I get the zoom set. So I get a wide, you know, if I think it's going to be here, I want to be able to see on my camera, you know, 15 yards each way, which Mm -hmm. is pretty easy to get like a 30 yard window Mm -hmm. um, and still actually see what's going on. Yeah. So then I set the camera there and turn the camera off and leave it and go about my hunt like I normally would. When I see uh, an animal coming in, whether it's something I want to shoot or not, I always flip the camera on. Usually you have a remote with it or do you just interact with the camera? I do. And so that's another thing I'm, I may be not really switching anything up because it doesn't cost anything. Um, but I have a remote, but I don't really like it because it's got a cord. Ah. Like I'm tied to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it in turkey season if I'm in a blind because then it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but apparently my camera, this is, I'm new to this, but my camera has Wi-Fi. And I think there's an app that I already downloaded. I just haven't played with the camera yet. But then I can actually just have it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know if I'm going to like that either. So it's something I'm going to have to play, play with. with I, I, to be honest, I do just like the buttons right on the camera mm-hmm. because the camera is so close to me. I can reach over. It's literally one flip to turn it on and then pushing one button to record. To record. Yeah. So um, it wouldn't be, it's, I don't think a, an app on my phone is going to save me any time. It's probably going to hurt me to be honest. Yeah. Um, and 
there's always the, that's more technology that could fail me in the middle. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm worried about trying to get it set up and it's not connecting or whatever. So I'm probably just going to stick to the buttons, but I do want to try it out and see what I think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I have the camera set up there. Anytime I hear movement that I think is probably like a deer or pretty much anything bigger than a squirrel, um, I'll turn my camera on. And then once I can locate what it is, whether it's a fox or a deer or anything, then I hit record Mm -hmm. and then move in, videotape it. If it's not something I'm interested in shooting, if it's a buck or a doe that's coming down the uh, intended trail, I'll usually leave it right where it's at. Um, But I'll zoom it in, you know, a little bit, like kind of hone in. Just a little bit. Yeah. If I've got time. Yeah. You know, cause it's just, there's a little toggle on the top of the camera. I can Mm -hmm. see the screen. I can just zoom in a little bit. Um, it really doesn't take a whole lot of movement. And then I just get set up and ready. Uh, typically I can almost bump the camera a little bit. So like if anything, I'll have it further left than mm-hmm. I need it to be. And so you can and just kind of sh- yeah. shove your hip into it. Yeah. It, it's, it's not stiff, but like you can push it with your hip and it'll stay wherever you stop. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like it's tough to explain like just with audio, but basically I'll put it a little bit left of perfect essentially. Mm -hmm. And that way, if it is perfect, like I still have it in the right half of the screen. Yeah. And then if I need to, I can move it, you know, just, just by, you know, leaning into it just a hair and pushing Mm -hmm. it over. Yeah. And it works fine for me. But the biggest thing is I'm more concerned about killing the animal than I am getting it on film. Yeah. Um, that's even, so I guess to give a little story on that whole scenario last year, opening day, I had a pretty good buck that was showing up on camera pretty regularly. And I went in opening morning, didn't really like expect to be right on top of him or anything, but like knew that that was where I was seeing him on camera. Mm-hmm. Got in, he came out of the um, swamp at probably 70 yards. And I audibly on camera was like, holy shit. Like this is not <laughs> happening right now. Yeah. And the doe he was with literally came right in at like 25 yards and I remember telling myself, screw this camera. Like, let's just... We're going to make this happen. Where I just... Yeah, it was on... It was recording. But I was like, I don't care. I just... I want to shoot this deer. Yeah. But because I had that camera set up, um, just in where I thought the intended shot was going to be, even though the deer... The buck never came through for that intended shot, I still had him on camera. It was yeah. a small clip. Without even But trying. without ever moving the camera... Or anything, just having in that general vicinity, I had him coming across the top of the screen. Mm. So for me, that's all I want. And, you know, you have to decide what you're trying to do with your camera. Uh, yeah, talk, you I, definitely need to set goals beforehand and tell yeah. yourself what you're setting out to do. Yeah, so this may not apply to everybody. Um, for me personally, my belief and what I've observed over the years is I really enjoy, you know, pulling the photo album at camp flipping through pictures, looking at old hunts, telling the story. Um, but we're getting away from that. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I, I don't really like it. I would love to still um, do that sort of thing. But most people do not. Uh, um, print off pictures. Yeah, print pictures. I, I was going to say develop, but we're past that. Yeah, we don't uh, develop <laughs> film anymore, Nick. Uh, anyway. <laughs> this is 1992. But anyway, so like people are getting away from it in it's all just like cell phones Mm -hmm. and I I want 
something a little bit more than that. And I think, yeah, cause people still do that. They'll pull, you know, when you're sitting around at camp, people are always pulling up their phones, flipping through trail camera. Yeah. Pictures but it's not the same. Kill fo- yeah. You're like, right. Like if you have a whole album in front of you, like mm-hmm. versus even if you put an album together on your phone, you're not looking at it the same as if you've got this hard copy in front yeah. of you. You know, there's a little pen in the bottom that says, you know, South Dakota, 1983. Yeah. You know, like little stuff like that. And then sometimes there might be a little snippet of information on the back or mm-hmm. with any luck, you know, the guy that's in the picture sitting at camp with you can tell, tell the, the whole story. story. And we're, I feel most camps or most people in general are getting away from printed off pictures. Yeah. And I think, video is going to slowly move in. There's a lot of people that are interested in filming hunts and I personally am not doing it for, you know, YouTube or mm-hmm. the outdoor channel. You know, maybe someday if I get decent enough at um editing, I'll put them up, but they're for me. You know, mm-hmm. I I think it's really neat to be able to take a video and instead of like trying to remember my hunt through adrenaline mm-hmm. and recalling the details. When I tell the story, I have the actual hunt right there. Like you, I can put you in the tree beside me basically yeah. is what I want to do with my camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrible at shooting B roll. You know, like I watch videos on YouTube. I was talking about watching hunting videos. Um, one of my favorites is uh, the whitetail experience mm-hmm. Byron. His videos are phenomenal, but he, and he shoots a ton of like little bit of B roll, like even like packing the truck up, yeah, you know, pouring coffee and stuff, which I don't care about. Like, it's cool to watch. It's like, wow, that like, it just kind of puts the story together. Yeah. But for you, you're like, I'm not taking the time no, to do I'm, that shit. You know, I, I, yeah. I usually wake up late. You know, if mm-hmm. I have time to get coffee, I'm definitely not setting up my camera to videotape it. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I mean, it, it makes a great story for his videos. Like it just puts everything together, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I film the like hunts. You said, you're not making a production out of it. It's yeah. you want the hunt. You're, yeah. you're getting the photo album out of it. Yeah, basically. I'm yeah getting the photo album of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually just, for my own enjoyment, do my pre- pre-hunt interview in a stand and usually hate them after yeah. the fact. And then always you know flip the camera to myself after the shot and give that first reaction he's down yeah give me give me a minute <laughs> old stand pots <laughs> give me a minute uh but yeah so like that, that's all i like my camera is filled of stupid pre-hunt interviews of myself and then a couple kill shots a couple kill shots or maybe like a couple like i, I film does and bucks like if i'm not mm-hmm. going to shoot them um just because it's cool you know i think yeah. for me I mean, I don't know how many times you come back to camp and somebody's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I saw this or I saw that. And people are like, you know, somebody's always you know, like, eh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But if I got it on video, I'd be like, here, check it out. Like mm-hmm. right there. Can't call me a liar now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys, we're all pretty honest with each other. We know. Well, we're not. Once we get back. To yeah. Camp, yeah. Once we're we get back to camp. when we're in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's better, but like, you know, I saw a bear up in climber, which yeah. is kind of rare up there. I mean, we see them every year, but not all the time, not all yeah. the time, but it was cool for me to videotape him for a couple minutes and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I saw a bear. I can kind of make you feel like you saw a bear too. Like mm-hmm. get the video of it. And you know, it's just neat for me. It's yeah my version of pulling out the photo album. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's my reasoning behind why I don't get too panicked and why I, I believe that that there is the reason why I haven't gotten burned with my camera. And it's because I put the kill 
in front of yeah. actually getting it on video. Yeah, whereas um, if you didn't quite have that perfect shot in the middle of the camera, you're not going to be pulling your bow up. You're going to be reaching for the camera. You're going to be trying to get yeah. that just right. And then by then, he might have stepped out of your lane or whatever may happen. And then you didn't get the shot. Yeah. Which a lot of people do run into that when they put the filming first, which there's nothing wrong with doing that if that's what you want to do. Like you said, just you have to evaluate your own goals. Well, and I, yeah, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head there is that you have to evaluate your goals and what you want to get out of the film. Yeah. I have no sympathy for the guy, you know, when he is upset, you know, I've seen it many times mm -hmm. where people are like, man, if I just, if I didn't film, like if I, or if I wasn't filming, I could have killed him. Yeah. Well, that's your own, like you decided to bring the camera out there. Yeah. And like, like even that's not what it is because you've never missed an opportunity because you're not worried about that camera. You're worried about the shot. Yeah. If he if would I, have been worried about the shot instead of the camera he, he was more too. he or she was more worried about the camera itself than mm -hmm. the actual the reason you were there yeah like if you're if your main this is my own personal opinion which i know it's not 100 percent uh true mm -hmm. but if your only reason is out there is to just get it on film then why are you bringing your bow mm -hmm. like pick you have to draw the line of where you what you want out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the one thing we were, we brought up earlier is, you know, your average hunting video is 10 to 20 minutes long. Yeah. How long is that shot? Yeah. It's three seconds. Yeah. You get like you, there's so much more that's going on. Most mm -hmm. people and myself included don't really, I don't watch a video. And then at the end, be like, man, I wish you would have had a better shot on like better footage of the, the show entering or whatever. Like, no, I, I like everything leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And the after like, yeah, and then after you you get up to the deer, you can take a bunch of video with the deer sitting with the yeah. deer telling the story and watching all that. Watching that, like, rack come out of the weeds. Like, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is really cool. Yeah. But I, I could care less if, you know, a the lot of, like... The actual shot is... Yeah, I've watched plenty of videos where it's like you get the... the at first, you see the buck way in the distance, then all of a sudden the camera stops moving. Mm -hmm. Buck leaves the frame, and then all you hear is, like, the cam's yeah. rolling back, and then whack. Mm -hmm. And I'm... That's good enough. Yeah, never once have I been, like... Man, I wish that I would have seen a shot. Like, no, I saw the buck. Like, the usually you can narrate through what happened, and it's yeah, exactly. not a big deal. So I think, especially if you're just starting out, you know, if you've got other goals of putting together this beautiful production, then you have to understand that you may have you some may issues. may miss a shot or two. Um, but if you're just getting started to see if you like filming, I highly recommend putting the hunt in front of the film and just shoot a wider angle of yeah. what you're hunting. You'll be frustrated a lot less doing well, it cameras, It doesn't stress me out at all yeah. because I could like, obviously I want to get it on film, but I train my brain to think I could care less if I get it on film. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I, I do not let any anxiety or pressure build up yeah. about the camera because, and it's because it's just part of, it's like throwing my grunt tube around my neck. It's just, it's just there <laughs> hooking up the camera. It's there and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard of guys getting jitters when the camera's rolling, but, We've seemed to fix that with you, Tom. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah, definitely. He's redeemed himself. A couple times now. Three times. Yeah, gotten the job done. I guess maybe it was just me filming that got well, you all amped up. I filmed for the deer. and I forgot I was on camera when you filmed for my body. Yeah, I, I had the camera on Tom, and... Like, I think I made a comment about, like, man, I got that perfect. And he's like, you were recording? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like he, like, totally slipped his Close, mind that I was recording. Yeah. Like, we were in the same tree, but, like, it was a pretty large tree. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't see each other. 
without yeah, like without really looking around the tree. Mm-hmm. So he kind of forgot that I had the the camera rolling. But, That's awesome. Yeah, and even with Tom's, I I, I stayed pretty zoomed out um, because I don't want to have to move the camera too much when the buck's close. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is be responsible for Tom. <laughs> Yeah. Miss, like get a missed opportunity. Yeah. You know, cause the buck picks me up moving mm-hmm. a camera around. Yeah, exactly. So that setup though, I don't think we had to worry about that. No, I think <laughs> Tom was done jumping jacks in that tree stand. <laughs> Tom was shooting through like a three or four foot square through the trees. Like it was, really? it was tight. Um, definitely weren't but, getting spotted though. Well, we, we got up into the tree. We were seven or eight feet into the woods and you couldn't see the field when we got up in the tree. It was that really? thick. It was nasty. And took my little trim saw and just trimmed out just enough to literally we had one 15-yard stretch that you could shoot. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like you had to see him coming, be ready. And hit him right there. Hit him right there. Like if, if he surprised you, I don't know that you'd get that shot off. Yeah. Like if Tom didn't spot him leaving the scrape like what we thought was going to happen. So Tom was watching the scrape because that's the whole – reason we were set there is because there was a scrape we figured he would come in work the scrape walk walk into our lane mm-hmm. and had tom not been watching that scrape i don't know that he would have got that shot off if he was just sitting down mm-hmm. all of a sudden looks over and that deer's in in that window i don't think you'd have enough time to get your bow up drawn back stop and shoot before he worked through mm-hmm. right so yeah it was a very tight window but you need that for archery season yeah absolutely so Right on. Before we wrap things up, we're going to bring back an old segment I like to call Write It in Pen. Oh, man. It's been a while since we've written anything in pen. It has been a while. So I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here, Nick. But Kind of? Yeah. Well, yeah. A little we bit. We like surprises on the podcast. Yeah, they're fun. Kind of like it. Anyway. So for the new guy just getting into self-filming, what would you tell him? What should he write in pen? Well... I think as a general, like I, I got two points. One on the See, setup. He's saying, and, oh, I didn't give him enough time. And I was like, well, now I got two. Now I got so much well, to say. No, I got two things. One is going to be on your camera setup. And one is on the philosophy of what you're doing. So first off, your camera setup. Um, I am a firm believer in it. Is The most important thing about your camera setup is it needs to be something that is not a hassle. It needs to be something that you are willing to set up every single time. If there's any ill feelings about your setup that are going to cause you to not put it up or not bring it in less than ideal conditions, change it. Mm-hmm. Get something together that you are willing to bring out every single time. Um, that's that's my write it in pen for the equipment you're using. I don't care what it is. You I buy whatever brand you want um you can message me and i can tell you you know lay it out and give you links to what i use um you can ask for it in the comments yeah you could definitely do that um but biggest thing is make it simple and something that you don't mind bringing out every single time philosophy wise um remember that the reason you're out there hunting is because you like to hunt and don't forget that Like the reason you're out there is because you like to have a good time and that's what you enjoy doing. Don't let your camera ruin that for you. Yeah. If you're getting too stressed out trying to run a camera and it's taken away from the fun of the hunt, then it, 
Yeah, it's I, defeating the purpose. Yeah, I hunt because I love to, and it is one of the things that brings joy to my life. And like almost why need, make that stressful? Yeah, if, that one thing that you love this more camera, than anything. Yeah, if this camera is ruining that for you, put it away until you till it can be something that is enhancing the process. And then mm-hmm. that's what it is for me. And the biggest reason is because I put the hunt in front of the camera. Uh, I don't understand why people stress themselves out over something that they're supposed to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Stress yourself out at work. Don't do it in the deer stand. <laughs> that's yeah. That's uh, that's all I got to say for my write it and pen for that. I like it. I dig it. So I guess with that, um, I'm interested to hear from anybody that's either filming for a while and can give me some pointers, or if you're new and want some pointers from a guy that doesn't know what he's doing, go for it. Message me. But no, I, I mean, I'll give you every, inf- all the information um, that I have available to me um, and explain what works for me. But uh, I encourage everybody to give it a try if it's something that, you know, interests you. Um, but if it doesn't, that's okay. As long as you guys are all still getting outside. <laughs>